Welcome back to A Walk Down Memory Lane. This week, we're talking about special topics in memory. We are going to give you listeners some insight on the different special topics in memory, like autobiographical memory, childhood amnesia, extraordinary memory, flashbulb memories, eyewitness memory, recovered memories, and cultural influences on memory. And I know that is a lot, but we are going to make it fun and share some stories with all of you that are listening. Did you know that older people are more likely to think back on events that changed their lives and shaped their emotions? Can you remember any other events that shaped your life? One event that shaped my life greatly would be my stepmom, Corey, coming into my life. Um, I met her when I was around three years old, and she really impacted my life because she made me who I am today. She raised me to be a kind, loving, nice person, and she just that just stick, stuck with me since I was younger, and she's just a great person, and it just really impacted my life. This is called autobiographical memory. Autobiographical memory is a system consisting of episodes recollected from an individual's life based on a combination of episodic memory, which are first-hand experiences and specific objects, and people and events experienced at the time and place. And then there's semantic memory, which is the general knowledge and facts about the world. Now moving on to something that psychologists call childhood amnesia. Research shows that our earliest personal memories tend to date back to between three and four years of age. What is your earliest memory? My youngest memory is uh, when I was almost two. I was. It was almost before my birthday and it was raining really hard outside and after it stopped raining I remember going out running out of the camper we were camping and I remember just stomping around in the puddles and having fun and I got soaked and covered in mud and uh, that's a pretty fond memory and it was also my earliest one Uh, so yeah What do you think of when I say extraordinary memory? What about photographic memory? When I think about extraordinary memory, I think of something that you remember quite vividly and that it's a memory that's very important to you or to someone. And photographic memory, I think of just like, if you look at something and you read it, it just sticks to your brain. Like you remember it very well. If someone asks you like a fact or something, you can just put like, say it off the top of your head, kind of like that. Extraordinary and photographic memory are quite the same. So extraordinary memory is a memory that allows people to recall things very vividly in their past. So if they see if they see a very impressive image, they can immediately recall it. And generally these people can draw and they can draw exactly what they see in very vivid detail. So I was kind of right about the memory that is very important to someone. Now moving on to flashbulb memory. 
It is very similar to extraordinary memory. Flashball memory is experience of remembering an important event very vividly and the events surrounding it. Can you or your parents recall where they were on 9-11? This is certainly a fitting example of flashbulb memory. We're here with Mr. O'Donnell, uh, someone who lived through 9-11, and we're here to hear his story about uh, where he was and what he was doing. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Um, well, yes, I remember 9-11 like it was yesterday even though it was so long ago. Um, I was in college at the time. I was at Penn State Barron, and I was reporting to work, and my, my employer told me that I didn't have to come to work, and it asked if I had seen what was going on in the news. And I thought, uh, no, so I checked it out, and in, in the cafe that they have on campus, everyone was just standing there, staring at the TV, watching the news coverage, and one of the news anchors said that a plane had gone down south of Pittsburgh. Well, I am from south of Pittsburgh, so I assumed it could have been my neighborhood, it could have been my friends, or it could have been my family. So I tried to call, and at that time, cell phones were relatively new, and I did have one, but all of the phone networks had crashed, and you couldn't actually call anyone. So I just assumed that maybe my family had died in a terrorist attack. Uh, and yeah, so it was terrifying, and I, I can still remember what that felt like and how great it felt when I finally did connect with them. That, that gave me goosebumps. It did indeed. All right. Well, thank you, Mr. O'Donnell. Pleasure. Okay, I'm going to have to cut that a little bit. Thank you. <laughs> cut it off. Okay. So, May. How accurate is an eyewitness testimony? Well, I'm not sure, Clay, but research has found that eyewitness identification testimony can be very unreliable. Although witnesses can often be confident that their memory is accurate when identifying a suspect, the malleable nature of human memory and the visual perception makes eyewitness testimony one of the most unreliable forms of evidence. research is absolutely correct. So although jurors tend to put more faith in someone who saw an event with their own eyes, experiments have shown that faith tends to be misplaced. In one study, Loftus and Palmer, subjects were shown a film in which there was a traffic accident and many people were asked to describe the event. Now while some people said like bumped into or contacted, others described it as smashed into or collided with. Do you see how the story changes based on the person? This shows how an eyewitness can be inaccurate and their perspective is different for everyone. Now let us talk about recovered memories. What would you say that is, Clay? Do you think it's just something you remember? Well, yeah, I would say that a recovered memory would just be something that you remember from your past and it's just an event that you can recall. Yeah, you could think that, but it is a little bit more complicated than that. Recovered memories are more of an experience that is totally forgotten, but then can be later recalled through psychotherapy or hypnosis. But it sometimes it doesn't work and you just forget those memories forever. Now 
let us try to think of a time where your parents told you about something that happened in your past, or, or a friend maybe, and you suddenly remember it. Has that ever happened to you? Yeah, it's happened a lot actually. Do cultural influences impact your memory? Research and evidence indicates that it certainly does. For example, in a specific country, the ability to recite a certain list of names, dates, or events is a sign of a good memory. What type of cultural information do you know? The 50 states? A famous quote or poem? This has been Special Topics and Memory. Thanks for tuning in. See you guys next week.